What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is California-based producer and archivist Mars Kumari. We spoke about Squishmallows, Xavier Renegade Angel, the timelessness of Adult Swim, the Earl Sweatshirt short film Nowhere Nobody, Piracy, how her transition influenced the way she creates music, the pros and cons of musical archiving, and the creative process behind a handful of her projects, including her upcoming album, I Thought I Lost You. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to Real Notes. Uh, the year's winding down. Uh, writing's about to be done. Uh, but this goes on. No, this doesn't go on forever. Podcast is probably going to, I'm probably going to go on a break for like a month near, uh, uh, I think like right before, new I, I forget either way we're here now we're not done yet and we love it um good things I'm, I'm 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 so happy this is this is keeping me warm right now it's cold as shit out here in in in, uh, in on long island so <laughs> uh dylan green cinema Sci. i got a lot of names uh do a lot of shit run around um not so much now i'm going into hibernation in like a week and a half and kind of looking forward to it but right. um but i got somebody here with me today who um I don't know if she has a ton of names, but she does a lot of shit <laughs> and things are, things are only starting to pick up. Um, she's a producer. She's uh, she loves bunnies and a lot of other, a lot of other really cool shit that I'm sure we're going to get into Uh bruiser brigade affiliate, dead verse affiliate. We got Mars Kumari in the house. Um, really, mm -hmm. really, really talented producer out of California who makes really wonderful music. And I'm so happy that she wanted to be here. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. That, wow, that's the coolest intro I've ever, I've ever gotten. Also one of the only ones, but also the coolest one. But it's so cool. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Nah, 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 nah. We've we we've been we've been we've been talking for the last couple of months, and um, and you know, like I've gone back and listened to your shit, and I was like, yeah, we need to make this happen. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I'm happy we could do that. And um, yeah, you know, uh, you can't you can't see either of our rooms right now, but everything's looking immaculate because we're both aesthetic. That's oh my god, thing. we both got the squishmallows. I just noticed that. <laughs> those are little all... acorn in the back. Oh, that's those so are all cute. those are all my partners. I have I have one that's <laughs> not here. I have I have one at my house. It's a little strawberry milk. I had to because I love strawberry milk. Oh my god, but, I love um, that. I have one that's like a I think it's supposed to be like a bowl of fruit loops uh -huh. and like an octopus. And then also like a miscellaneous like mushroom guy, which I think is like a knockoff Squishmallow. I just found it mm -hmm. at Goodwill for like $3. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> As I often say when I'm in Goodwill. Right. How could you not? Are you like, are you like a, are, are you like an avid Squishmallow collector? Or you just have like a couple just like around and shit? I just have a couple. I just think they're really cute. And sometimes I find them for like not ridiculously expensive. Um, and so whenever that does happen, Cause I mean, like around here, for whatever reason, they cost like twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I was able to find some for like maybe ten. But um, 
yeah i kind of i kind i kind of just like passively collect stuffed animals i think like i don't i don't think so, i really like look for them but i think they sort of find their way to me you know what i mean yeah <laughs> i i used to i used to really collect stuffed animals when i was a kid and I still have quite Thank a few. You. I don't really collect them. I don't really collect them as much now. But like there was like I just loved stuffed animals. I don't know what it was, but I just like the I like soft things. I guess I guess I guess I so wonderful. I love teddy bears. Honestly, like the yeah. the, the room behind mine, um, it used to be my grandma's room before she moved back to uh, before she moved back to India. But like all of my stuffed animals that I grew up with are just like hanging out like on like a like some sort of alcove type thing you can see all of them they are all on display because like my grandma loved them you know and then there's a couple of like mickey mouses which are like sort of like crucified against the wall which i like <laughs> i asked my mom like what was up with that and she was like it's cute you know which it is i guess <laughs> crucified mickey is pretty cute i i like like i could see it in my head and and, and that's pretty cute <laughs> it, it, it's a sign of the times for sure definitely yeah 100 <laughs> percent. it should be anyway um but before we move on to the movie talk proper you mentioned goodwill before and i'm a i'm a especially in the last couple of years i've been a proponent uh, like i feel like i've become a proponent of like the good thrift store find so like what was like the best what was the last great thing you found at a thrift store at goodwill maybe specifically um shit that's a good question because there's a there's a lot like i would say like most of the stuff that's in here i've kind of amassed like secondhand like there's there's a there's a whole like synthesizer here like an old casio not like the not like the digital keyboards that they were making but like the ones they were making before that that were like proper synthesizers with like line outputs mm. and everything I found one of those. It's like in the back of a Goodwill for like twenty bucks once. Um, it's a, I don't know what the model number is, and there's a bunch of stuff on top of it, so I can't see. But I found that. Um, I was in the basement of a local thrift store called Rivertown Treasure Chest. Shouts out to them. Uh, mm -hmm. just a few weeks ago, and I found like they, there was just like a stack of like stereo receivers and like vintage hi-fi stuff that clearly like no one had looked at in years and um there's this really cool akai uh stereo that was down there that i got for like 40 bucks like it's i love it because like it's got that same like the same version of the akai logo that like the old mpc had you know you know what i'm yeah. saying like the one I know with exactly the what you mean yeah. yeah like that one that one's um like i i honestly got it like mostly off of that and then <laughs> and the fact that the display is actually really cool like lots of lights and stuff and I, I couldn't find anything about this model online like aside from like a gear space forum thread where people were just shitting all over it because like you know people in this forum shit on everything you know like yeah. there's no way to please those bastards I hate all of them but um yeah, forums are a bad place most of the time. Like 90% of forums are, well, well, like not bad places, but like 90% of the time people on forums are bad people. Yeah, they sort of like, they, they, they sort of get off on being really, really snarky when there's just like objectively no reason to be, you know, like, like yeah. and it's like, 
to the point of like gatekeeping like useful information sometimes you know where it's where it's like you know no one's asking you to sacrifice your technique you know they're just asking you how to get this particular machine working right yeah everyone was just like shitting on this one because um it's got kind of an unusual display there's not an actual volume knob on it like it's kind of a touch display which like i think in the 80s would have been like whoa you know but like it's it's honestly really good i mean it almost died a few days ago and then mysteriously came back to life like i i don't know what i did (laughs) but um that's i think the nature of like vintage electronics it's like kind of something very ephemeral about it that's what kind of why that's kind of why i love it do you um um last thing because i'm really curious about this now do you um um do you use all the stuff you find often like when was the last time you used that um uh the first thing you mentioned i'm already blanking on what it was but when was the last time you like like how often do you use the stuff that you find uh pretty often honestly like um there's like a there's also like an equalizer that i found at a different antique shop here that is like pretty firmly integrated in the signal chain if I ever want to like move stuff out of the box which like I've been doing a lot more of now since I got a four track recently um I usually like like a lot of the composition happens in Ableton but now like I can sort of outsource it to like a mixer and a four track and an EQ in this receiver and like actually give it some sort of life like in a way that like it's kind of difficult to replicate digitally like it's not impossible I don't think but it's like not easy and it is a little bit more fun to like be actually playing with knobs and stuff um as opposed to just like dragging a mouse clicker yeah you know like there's you know like there's certain things you know you already you basically said it but there are just certain things that you there are certain things that you can do with like a physical piece of hardware that you can't do with like Ableton or Logic or Fruity Loops or anything like that and it just like it just like feels it just like feels good to like physically manipulate shit you know like move like moving knobs turning moving knobs turning knobs like cranking like like, I don't know like it's like like there's just something fun about that you know just like the physical act of like movement that's more than just like move the mouse type no literally it's like it makes it so much more tactile and then there's also an element of like damn like i'm doing this with like something i sort of treasure hunted you know like something i just like found that i wasn't necessarily looking for but like just kind of was gifted to me by the universe or whatever right Um, you're like indian you're like indiana jones minus the colonialism thank you i appreciate that and the fedoras i don't think i can rock those um (laughs) (laughs) um damn like the temple of doom honestly i used to really like that movie when i was younger but um then i kind of like grew up and then like i read about how like they're like actually just fully banned from india like for even shooting that i'm just like i i can understand that people people would ask me growing up if 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 i ate monkey brains and shit like that and i'm just like yeah literally no (laughs) Like, I eat pizza a lot of times, frankly. <laughs> and most Indian folks I know are vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was... Uh... Needless to say, monkey brains is nowhere near the equation. 
right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's 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 just like like recently I've been um um I've been watching a lot of there's this food insider show called um, food wars where they compare fast foods in different countries and they're doing an entire section on India right now. So they're comparing like, they're comparing like Indian pizza hut, Indian burger King, Indian McDonald's to like everything in the. I will tell you Indian Domino's is amazing. It's I've heard great things. (laughs) I've been there a couple of times like growing up because my grandparents live out there and me and my grandpa would always go to the Domino's that was near our house, and it was so good. I don't know what they're doing differently, and I barely remember what it actually tasted like, but I just wow. remember it fondly. I've 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 only heard like I know all I know is that they put a lot of chicken and a lot of paneer on everything, and paneer oh, yeah, is fully. really there's, there's good. Like, fully, like... It's like a chicken tikka masala like pizza. You can put your masala in like your soda. That's like something that happens often, which I haven't tried. Like, I don't think I'm hardcore enough for that yet. But um, my, my parents recommend that quite a bit. <laughs> That's hard. Damn. Um, and you also, know, I, um, um, oh, I was going to say, like, I'm also like, with regards to like the Goodwill finds analog stuff, like, I'm good to talk about that as long as you want, honestly, because like that is like kind of one of the big things I immerse myself in besides. Yeah music is like archival work right yeah nah I'm so interested in that and I and and um I um um, I definitely want to get into it later (laughs) no 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 totally yeah no that's important like nah like no like we're here we're here to hear from you and that's and that's and that's great and I want to get into that but but before we do um I'm going to ask you the well this this isn't the first question but this is typically the first question I ask everybody who comes on here uh what was the last movie or tv show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about um there's been a couple like most of what I've seen recently has just been like going to my girlfriend's house and like what she has on in the background because like I'm not really someone who actively seeks out things to watch like besides like Mm -hmm. maybe YouTube videos of people taking stuff apart or like video essays and shit or like just like weird technical shit like that you know um just because I don't know it, it, it can be stressful you know, like, like, I loved Bojack Horseman, but, and, like, I, that's not the last thing I watched, you know, because, like, like, I kind of grew up watching that in a way, but, like, that's just so stressful to watch, you know, and, like, a lot of shows are kind of like that, but I guess, um, the last one that I had a particularly strong reaction to was probably, uh, the show Xavier Renegade Angel, I think is what it's called. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a, like, that's, a, like, that's a deep cut. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. It was like, I, I don't think I've experienced that level of like, what the actual fuck with a TV show before. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but like to it, to it, like in a way that I was like, hold on, let me keep watching. Like, let me see what this is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's terrifying like it's it's definitely like found its home in my nightmares but like I don't know I I I can't remember the last time I've had such a visceral reaction to something yeah it's it's just like like I don't want to call it nonsensical but it's just like I couldn't like I couldn't sit here and tell you what Xavier Renegade Angel is about like I remember the first time I watched it and just like 
<laughs> it's just like if you made a Nintendo 64 do terrible, terrible things. Right. Or or or, or that's like what the or, whole show looks like. Yeah, that yeah, that are like that are like somebody like modded Second Life. Like like you ever, yeah. you ever been on Second Life before? Like <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it just like puts like a centaur in there. Right. And like, you know, like uh, and like we all know Adult Swim for like really weird shit, but that's easily the weirdest thing I've ever seen on Adult Swim. Like and, yeah, it, and, that and it's just like the cake. I'm happy that they're like still doing the really weird shit. Yeah. And that's an old show too. That's from like uh that must have been from like the late two thousands. Like I, really? I think I might have been in high school when that came out. Yeah. yeah. For some reason I thought that was kind of a newer one. I mean, it's kind of timeless in that way. Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, the humor fits in really well, like with this like I don't know, the memes that I see nowadays. I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is like that like kind of genre of absurdity, I think. Come to think of it, I think that might have been one of my first exposures to like what we all now know as like meme culture, you know, because like meme culture, what meme culture is a thing that's like evolved and mutated so much over the course of the last 15 years. But I think that was my first real trip into something that I could be like, because like the show really does feel timeless in that way. Like it really feels like somebody made it yesterday. And I think like the like I can't remember the last time something really hit me like that that wasn't um the midnight gospel i don't know if you've ever seen the midnight gospel i have seen i have seen the midnight gospel and that one definitely hits in an, i think a similar vein especially that first episode that first episode the, is kind of insane yeah the um, one with the president yeah where he's just like talking about addiction like while like shooting all these zombies you know um yeah i think the later episodes were a little difficult for me to digest like in comparison yeah but that first episode oh man so so insane like and when i saw it i was like okay yeah i'm gonna sit down for this yeah it's 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 real heavy and like the like i don't know if you saw the last one but like the um um the one with the one where he's talking to his mother and it's like it goes through her whole life and death and she died right before it came out it's it's really fucking heavy but um i think i do remember that like i I did see that, but it's just like kind of just. Yeah, it's it's but like there's like my favorites were always uh, there's one where he meets this fish man who's talking to him about like the practical uses of magic. It's it's like it's like this fish man who like runs up on this ship full of like cat naval officers it's 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 somehow even weirder than I'm making it sound. And then there's the other one where they go to the jail um they go to time jail and they run into this one prisoner who keeps like, like like they keep on trying to escape from the prison and they keep on dying and it just like restarts like that movie uh you ever see edge of tomorrow or like groundhog day before yeah i've seen i don't i don't think i've actually seen edge of tomorrow but my dad has seen it so many times that like i just kind of am familiar with like what happens there and like kind of like the sequence of things so like i know what you're talking about i think i've seen that episode too yeah i think i think that one's my favorite where it's just like every time they like come back in a different way and he make it's yeah just like the like just the fact that they managed to get hamilton ward to draw such weird strange beautiful shit to people just like 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 I'm, it's so like i'm not a podcast person which is funny because this is a podcast but like that was one of the that's that's one of the times where i was i mean like there are like plenty of podcasts i fuck with but like that's 
that was like a visual podcast in a way that really made the idea super appealing to me. And I was just like, this is really dope. Like, it's just really, it's so easy to just kind of like fall into it and just let it wash over you and just kind of. It's like its own world. Yeah. It's like fully and world that's, building. Right. And that's what Xavier Renegade Angel is to an extent. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's not that deep, but like, it gave me that same sort of like, this is, you know, like, there's no, like, there's nothing else out there like Xavier Renegade Angel. And the fact that we're talking about it right now is kind of crazy because I didn't expect to be here today. <laughs> but mm. No, seriously. I mean, it's, it kind of scratches the same itch that Off the Air does, although I think Off the Air does it a lot less offensively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Off the Air is just like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's some Dan Deacon. And then Xavier and get Angel, I just like feel slightly violated after I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. Um, like... But, like, it's, like, certainly, like, the same kind of weirdness, I think. Yeah. And I like that, you know? I, I, I oh, think uh, I love that stuff. Yeah. It's really, like, it's, if, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, cool. I'm 30. Um, so we're not that far apart. But um, it's just really cool to me that, like, 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 I remember when Adult Swim first started like when they did the old bumpers with like the with like the kids get out of the pool adult swim type shit like oh, i like like so to like see Flying it Flying lotus was scoring and shit even even way before that like oh, at wow. least two or three years before that so like so like to see to see adult swim stuff still reaching people who are younger than me even if it's not by that much is really really cool to me like it because it, it, it's just like that oh, whole yeah. aesthetic that whole aesthetic just feels so timeless and just so like, once you're there, it's just kind of like, it, it, it's just like a, I don't want to call it a lifestyle, but it's just very like, it's just like one of those aesthetics that people just like get now, you know, like in the way that like, you know, you look at something like A24 movies, like people like, you know, like you like know what an A24 movie is when you're about to watch it in the way that you know what an Adult Swim show is before you even, like as you're watching it, it's like, oh, this is an Adult Swim show you know yeah like, it's like it's like a it's forgive me for using the term cinematic universe type of deal but <laughs> it's like all good. It's, it's it's a lot less like i think obnoxious about it you know like it's less like a sense yeah. of like oh this all kind of exists within a similar sphere of things but i don't know that's how i've always felt about adult swim i've I, it feels weird to say that like adult swims like influenced me because like truthfully i haven't watched a ton of it mm-hmm. you know like at least like not myself um but you know my brother did when i was growing up and he he put me onto a lot of the music that i'm into and like even the stuff that i'm making you know is like just fully inspired by stuff he showed me and i mean he showed me off the air and stuff so like mm. and flying lotus you know so it's like right and in a way, like Adult Swim's an influential, like in sort of an indirect way, I guess. Yeah, it's but, like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a secondhand influence almost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, or it's like um, a, the place of it. It's like the host almost. Right. So for you, you know, you, you know, like since we're talking about that, like, what's the, what's the first, what's the first movie experience you can remember having? Like, it could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin house. 
It could yeah, be wherever. Okay. I remember seeing uh no one ever feels the same way about this movie that I do. And now that I've seen it like as like an adult, like I can kind of understand that. But when I was a six-year-old, for some reason I thought Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds with the tripod thing, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And when I saw that in theaters, <laughs> I heard that like like all like the like the sound design in that movie is insane. It really is, yeah. Like it's like it's next level. Like in and the CGI and everything, it's just, like, you really wouldn't believe that it was made in 2005, you know? Um, but, like, seeing that in theaters, I was just, like, just so obsessed. And, like, within that, I think not really registering the fact that a lot of violent death was happening on screen. Yeah. Which is interesting now because, like, that's, like, something I really can't handle in, mm. in movies and TV and stuff anymore. Which is also, like, kind of why I don't watch a lot of it. Like, I can't really... A little, a little too similar to like live week and shit now at this point yeah like now, now that i've lived through my teens it's like okay yeah that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah that's um like you know it's really interesting you bring up war of the worlds in particular because i remember seeing it too and i hated all the actors in it but i also really appreciated how great it looked and just like I had never, like, I knew that it was based on an older movie that was based on a short story, but I hadn't seen the, I hadn't seen the first movie. So I was kind of blown by the whole, you know, like, oh, the aliens got killed by the germs in the air thing. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, it was, it was, it was really just like a, wow, man. Like the aliens, it was, I really had that moment when I first. We really respect nature now. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if the irony of that is like they're not wrong. I mean, look at us Damn. now. We're we're <laughs> in the same spot as those aliens right now. Damn, basically, like we should have we should have like, learned from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They sh- if they wore masks, if they wore masks, they would have took over. <laughs> you can you can even yeah yeah you know like you look at you look at <laughs> you look at fucking you look at like uh um like the new Black Panther um fucking um all the um all the teleconians or i mean like, they're wearing water masks because they literally can't breathe outside of the water but it's it's like the same principle i guess you know like if a, it's just like you <laughs> i can't believe i'm about to bring this up but it's you can say the same you, you ever see you ever see the happening the mark Wahlberg movie where the plants are killing people i've heard of it i haven't seen it I thought it was garbage. Uh, it's it's widely considered to be a terrible movie, but it also kind of falls into that War of the Worlds, uh, in, in, into that War of the Worlds shit. Because, like, the whole point of the movie is that, like, people are just, like, people just start, people just start committing suicide and nobody knows why. And at the end of the movie, it's revealed that, like, all plant life on planet Earth is, like, shooting spores into the air that are forcing people to kill themselves on some like respect nature type shit. It's a really bad movie and everything's explained really poorly, but that concept is like, wow, like in a better movie, it'd be like, wow, <laughs> you know, that's, but... that's sort of, that's sort of what I dig about the, um, I don't, I, I, I tend not to really engage in like superhero movies, I guess, just cause it's not, it's, it's just not necessarily my thing, mm-hmm. but, um, if you've seen the uh, animated show for uh, Harley Quinn, 
Yes, like, I have. One. Yeah, yeah, like Poison Ivy's whole thing is so badass, you know? Yeah. Because, like, it is, like, kind of a similar, like, you know, like, you people have absolutely no respect for nature, but she does it in such a cool way. Mm-hmm. And also, she's gay. Like, that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, not... Like, not technically before, you know, I guess someone shows up in the comments. But... fuck it fuck it who cares you know like fuck them but like it's it's yeah because yeah because like i don't know i don't know that i don't know that poison ivy's ever been canonically queer before i think harley quinn has been but i I mean like it's it's kind of they've like implied it a couple of times but they've never just gone out and been like hey i'm poison ivy i'm gay i got a girlfriend i'm dating harley you know like and 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 that was uh that was like i i really appreciate and respect the harley quinn show for that specifically and on top of the fact that it's just like really well animated and very funny um, oh absolutely but, and yeah. it's like they i don't know there's a I, I i think writing like queer relationships in a way that's not like preachy or ham-fisted is maybe not an easy thing to do or at least like i wouldn't know how to do that and i hate when that's how it comes across yeah and i don't know it feels it feels more honest there it's just like I mean, granted, I haven't really seen much of the newer stuff. Like, I've only seen up to, like, the, uh, I think, like, when the wedding gets called off, like, with her and Kite Man. Oh, yeah. So that's the end of season two? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a, I think, yeah, yeah, there's a whole new season. I think I, I only made it halfway through. It's cool. You know, it's, it's like, I don't like it as much as I like the other stuff but it's still like it's still got the same energy same vibe you know like they're like officially a couple now and they're going through some things um but yeah but yeah like the whole the whole um the whole ecological aspect of her character has always been a thing you know like that's her oh, whole absolutely. thing is that she wants to give to give the world back to nature but like the show is the first time where that's ever been where she's ever been in a position where they're like, that's a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like she's, she, you know, like she's like not exactly a hero. She's like an antihero, you know, mm-hmm. in like, in like, in like a Deadpool sense. And that's fun. And it's cool to kind of see her. Cause like Ivy's always been a villain. She's very rarely being portrayed in a way that's like sympathetic. And she's always been one of my favorite Batman villains. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm, a I'm a super, I'm a superhero person. That's, that's, that's been me since I was a kid, but like, no, yeah, that's good. I, Batman in particular has like always been something I've enjoyed a lot, like especially the <laughs> villains. But I think that's because yeah. I played Lego Batman when I was a kid. <laughs> those Le- those Lego games were everything. I think literally. The, oh, the 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 last one I played was fucking uh Le- Lego Marvel superheroes is the last one I played, or, I the, or at least the last one. one. It's uh they made two actually. <laughs> oh, wow. um, I, n- I never played the second one, but those games were um, I'm like between like Lego Star Wars and Lego Star, Lego Wars, Star Wars, Lego Batman. Timeless. Yeah. Lego like, Indiana Jones. Yeah, right. Lego Indiana Jones too. Yeah, just uh, just all those early Lego games were just so great. Like I just oh, love the idea of like translating translating Lego into a game. It just made all the sense, and they just found the template, and it was like, all right, let's just put this move. Let's put in pirates. Let's put in <laughs> Batman. Let's put in fucking Indiana Jones. It just kind of worked and it was cute. And I liked the, yeah, they did great with it. <laughs> it was, um, they sort of fell off with Lego Harry Potter. And like, that was before Harry Potter itself fell off, you know? Yeah. 
um, <laughs> and and its creator especially. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like I remember, it's like this is this is some interesting UI design for sure. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's everyone. Like there's this one TikTok. Sort of wish that was the only their only transgression, really. <laughs> what was that? No, I said I wish that was their only transgression, like was like the clunky UI in the video games and not, you know, JK Rowling's whole entire thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a, I, it's like, I, I was never a big Harry Potter person, but I know a lot of people who are, I mean, I'm a millennial. I know a lot of people who love Harry Potter and um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it, it was so sad. Like I read the, so, uh, I think some publication put out a whole, they did like a whole story about what happened with her and like the people that she was talking and I was reading it yeah. and I was just like, she got red pilled basically. It's really sad. It's yeah, she's really, like, really she's gone sad. like super like radicalized in a very weird direction. It's, yeah, man. And like in a way where it's just like, I'm not sure if you can come back from this, like, like separate from like, you know, if you can come back and like be forgiven, it's like, no, of course not. But like, it's like I don't think you could even come back from like just thinking that way about human beings, you know? Yeah, man. Like, I mean, you can, I guess. Like, it's maybe like kind of cynical or fatalistic of me to say that you can't come back from that, you know? Because I think people should try. But yeah. It's it, it it gets real extreme. Yeah. It 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 just kind of gets down. It like like it just kind of comes down to the whole Kanye thing, where it's like these two people don't want they don't want to come back you know like it's not even like it's not even like should they it's like do they even want to like they're so far down the rabbit hole that you can't you know like it's it's like nobody else's responsibility not not, not nobody else's responsibility but just like you have to like it to is some primarily extent, right you you got you got to be willing to want to hear people out when it comes to like you're being wrong about this and if they're not willing there's only so much you can do it's you know it doesn't make it any less sad but it's like, you know, like, what can you do? But, you know, either way, like, while we're on the subject, um, turfs are terrible and they should all die. Oh, I, I, I agree. Um, I think I think punching turfs in the nose should be should be legal. That'd be tight. <laughs> um, um, amongst other things, which I probably won't say on recording. Right, of course. <laughs> but no, no, no. We no, we just had to get that out there. We just had to Redacted. get that out there. <laughs> um. So as so as you so as you grew up and started to experience more things, was there ever was there ever a movie or some sort of visual entertain um, some sort of visual thing that you saw that kind of helped you appreciate film as something more than just entertainment? Like not even necessarily in an artful sense, but just like a, something that really touched you and was like, oh, this is more than just like, hey, this is funny, or hey, this is cool, or hey, this is dramatic, you know, like. Yeah, um, you ever, I, I forget what it's called. I think it's called, I, I think it's called like Nowhere Nobody. It's the, uh, it was that short film that, that Earl did after some rap. Yeah, right, right, right. I interviewed, I interviewed um, Neymar Ramos, um, Neymar Ramos Chapman about that. Yeah, nah. No that's, way. That's, yeah, that's no nah, fire. I'll, I'll send it to you later. But yeah, yeah. nah. Um, yeah, anyway. that whole video, that whole video is just like, I don't know just just the way that every shot has like so much like so many layers of like meaning and symbolism and like almost like a sort of it's like presented almost as like a dream sequence 
you know, like I've always been attracted to that kind of thing. And um, I feel like if I were like, it's ironic because like I do have like a bachelor's in film, but like I'm not necessarily like a film oriented person, but I feel like if I was, I'd be making stuff like that, or at least I'd be trying to, you know? Right. Um, I'm tr- just stuff like like that's the thing like I don't really know how to tell stories like in a I guess like direct way and like I, I don't always know how to receive it either mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 weird because it's like film is a thing that people study but it's it, it's like it's so at like the idea of a film is so abstract like the idea of like a camera and of like recording sound is oh, like absolutely. inherent inherently abstract you know it's inherently like, a ghostly thing too you can yeah. ghosts whenever you do that it's like damn your image your voice is like trapped in this thing now this black mirror that like be gone that will still be right you know? i mean and... like that's, that's sort of why i like sampling from uh like from like tapes and like these old gramophone records is like that's like very often the case it's like someone who like might not be around anymore or at least like there's just no trace of it because it's just you know an everyday person right and that's uh i mean like that's something that that uh nowhere nobody kind of covers uh really well especially near the end there's a couple moments from that that really stick out to me i think the first one is uh there's uh there's the bit where uh um, I, um, um, like Earl's mother is like holding a baby who's supposed to be him and like Red Waters playing in the background from some rap songs. Mm-hmm. And like her eyes turn green or they like turn a different color. And like he, one of them turns into something that isn't what they originally were. And I, think I remember that one, yeah. So like there's that. And then of course, like the specter of his dad hovering over everything. And then like at the very end, where you have like all the clay hands around the uh, around the coffin with the with the, the South African flag and the Pan African flag on it, and oh, yeah. um, his um, uh, his uh, his audio from uh, the second to last. Oh, why can't I remember what it's called? I got the track list right here um, from playing possum. Like his little, uh, um, like his little monologue from playing possum is playing over it. Just like that's like a literal ghost just like in that frame you know like physically in the frame like auditorily audio wise just like you know like I think um I like I think I think that short plays into all those ideas you were just saying really well which is really like I I I haven't watched it since uh I haven't watched it in a couple years I probably haven't watched it since like around the time it first came out but I watched it I watched it so many times and I I just got lost in it you know it, it, it's really wonderful. I remember showing it to one of my professors at the time, like, you know, I want to make, I didn't, I didn't want to say like, you know, I want to make something like this, you know, like not that on the nose, but this is like, I like the way that this one speaks to me, you know? Right. Like, and it was like, I love like the way that, um, the, the, like it would just get silent sometimes. Like, like it would cut to like, just like a whole new world, you know, like everything's white. Like it's just, you know, caressing a statue with clay hands, you know, it's like, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think this, this album that I've been working on 
like I feel like sort of does similar things maybe not consciously but like I like I like taking you places and then taking you to other ones before you know it right <laughs> and before and before we get to your music proper when did you uh I mean it sounds to me like music has been a pretty consistent part of your life but like when did when did you really first start noticing music become a part of your life um I guess I came became part of my my life in stages because like you know like I took piano lessons when I was a kid like my first my first piano teacher shouts out Mr. Armando you know um <laughs> I think he really sort of gave me or at least like taught me the love of music the love of sound that sort of drives me even now you know um and so I think like that was like sort of like what exposed me to it as like a as like a language as like a thing to be experienced you know but then you know that was when I was still living in San Diego and then I moved to where I'm living now mm -hmm. and with most of the music educators I had like after the fact like I didn't really get that feeling and a lot of times I would kind of get the opposite kind of a resentment for the music just because you know they weren't great teachers a lot of them were honestly very racist mm -hmm. uh you know growing up brown in the first 10 years after 9-11 is not an amazing experience man <laughs> no <laughs> but um and, and, you know, like they would, it was like this music was like this thing that you did right or wrong, you know, and it was like this, all these rules you had to follow uh, and you always had to make yourself maximally uncomfortable, you know, I don't really even think I was part of the music. I think that was just the teachers being a little bit sadistic, but yeah. like that definitely like turned me off from it for a while, or at least like, I, I think like I was really only in it like in a sense of like an obligation and then and like there were a few times like growing up like where I would try to record stuff with friends but like you know couldn't always like translate what I was thinking and also you know like I was like 13 you know I wasn't really thinking super deeply about it anyways right to where like I could like execute what I would want but I guess like when I was like 15, 14 or 15, um, my brother started showing me a lot of the music that I'm, you know, still really into, like, like Beach House, like MF Doom, Rest in Peace. Um, yeah, always. Like, what's the name? Um, I already said Beach House, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Say Beach House again, because Beach House All right. cranks. All right, Beach House. <laughs> um, also, like, Clams, you know, Flying Lotus, yep. of course, like, and like that shout out. whole huh um, um, um I, I didn't mean to cut you off I was just gonna oh, say shout did. out to I was gonna say shout out to Clams he's from Jersey he's from like right near me so oh that's so I cool have, I didn't know that yeah yeah no he's from he's from Nutley um which is like somewhere in like northern New Jersey yeah Clams Casino is a very special spot in my heart so shout out to him sorry <laughs> I, I I no I love his work he's uh he's he's like such a big big influence on me I've heard so much of his work like my brother showed me that uh there's that really famous video for uh, I'm God, you know, uh -huh, like the little fan B video, one? like with the, the one with like the women in masks, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's a good my one. brother showed me that when i was like like 15 or 16 i was like i don't even know that music could sound like this you know like like it can sound so like dreamy like but like also like like it sounded like it came from a time before things got really bad you know because yeah. like it was it was a difficult time in life you know wasn't out yet mm-hmm. that sort of thing um and so like i think like from there like it, it was like maybe like a year after that that like i actually got into like making it you know like my brother had a pirated copy of like ableton 8 i think it was i think that was the yeah. version that it was on um and you know that's just what i've been using i mean when i when i went to university i had to get a legit account because there was a trojan horse in one of my viruses in one of my viruses in one of my vsts <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> I knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, shouts out the student discount, I guess. Knocks it down by like 50%. You should check that out if you're listening. Yeah, please. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like take take it take advantage of those student discounts. Also, but go also, to your lo- like I took I completely endorse piracy. Yeah, I completely that, that endorse it. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Espe- yeah. Especially, especially now I was, I, I, I just saw somebody, I just saw somebody tweet uh, something, something yesterday about like, somebody's like, Oh, so like, how are we supposed to watch all this stuff that's getting taken off the streaming services? And somebody was just like pirated. Like, I'll teach you how, like, if you're younger than like, like yeah, they were like, if you, if, if you don't know how to use like a torrent, like I'll teach you how to torrent, like DM me, you know, like, but like pirate shit, Use I've those seen some discounts. really weird, weird takes in the producer community around piracy. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. But this is a thought that came. Like, someone said, like, the beats aren't legit if they're made with, like, a pirated version of the software, and you can hear the difference. And I'm just like, like, what? Like, like you're just inventing this... stuff to be mad at at this point. Like, like yeah, no, that, you that's... can't. You literally cannot hear the difference. Yeah, it's not like a. It's like so 90% funny because of my VSTs are pirated. Okay, like can you like... tell? <laughs> yeah, please pop quiz time. <laughs> you, like, tell me two. which of my VST. Like, first off, tell me which VSTs I'm using, and tell me which ones I pay for. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's like, like you know, <laughs> you know, um, it's crazy because like in 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 like the video game world um obviously a lot of people will pirate and like illegally download quote unquote unquote illegally download games and stuff like that and like the the creators will program stuff in that like they'll program software into the game that will recognize that it's a pirated copy of the game and it'll like fuck with the game in certain ways where like where like a bug will happen every time you try to jump or like some or like every time you pick up an item it'll be like you're a cheater get out of the game like or like oh, that's, that's intense. I didn't know or, that. Or like, or like there are some where like if you have a pirated copy of the game, you'll start the game, get to a certain point, and the game will just crash. And it'll crash every like, but like VSTs don't work like that. You know, like there's no you know, I mean, you know, like some VSTs kind of do do that. Like they don't they don't necessarily like uh get they they don't necessarily make you feel bad about yourself for it. Um in the way that that particular cutscene probably would if I had seen it. Yeah. Um, but like, like I have, like I have one uh, that, like I'm not, I can't really name drop any of these since you know they are pirated. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't. But like, 
I'll, I'll tell you after, but like, yeah, yeah. There's a couple that if you don't have like a license key or like you don't have like a serial type of thing, like where you like, you would have had to like, you know, register it and like go through their whole process, you know, like yeah. it'll actually just like cut out the audio every mm. like 30 seconds for about five seconds in a way that's like, you can't really stylize that artistically, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could probably find a way. I would find a way. <laughs> but like <laughs> you could find a way i think uh there's um i'm trying to remember i'm no no i'm sorry finish your thought oh no, no i was gonna say i was just gonna say yeah some vsts like like they require like extra licensing this or that and like will kind of get keep certain features but like then there's also like you know people who create like workarounds or like who who create versions of the file that are like already you know, have those credentials bypassed or something. Right. Like I've used, um, I've used pirated versions uh, way, way, way back in the day of um, uh, Adobe Premiere. So yeah, oh, yeah, damn. It's, it's, yeah, it'll, 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 it'll fuck around on you in certain ways that you don't expect. But I think that's more like a, I think that's more because they're they like, miss- screw Adobe. Yeah. Yeah, for real. But like, but, but like, I think stuff like that tends to be because, there are just like missing pieces like a license key versus them yeah. like deliberately being like oh this isn't gonna work for you if you want to use this pirated version or or maybe it does i haven't i haven't um i haven't i haven't uh downloaded any vsts lately so, so i can't <laughs> say but you know <laughs> yeah like that's, that's I feel sort you, of what i meant I feel like you. it doesn't seem to like i don't i don't know if like any of the vsts like will like outright be like oh this is an illegitimate copy of it or like let alone be like you're a terrible person for using this version of it you know <laughs> like they'll just they'll, they'll i think have a little bit less outwardly moralistic security features <laughs> uh, that's so that's so funny though i hope someone makes a vst that does that but at the same time i completely endorse piracy yeah said, yeah nah um, we're yeah, we're at that point. I you know. it like that, but um, sorry, what? No, 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 no. I was, I, I, I didn't mean to keep cutting you off. Um, I, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so it's just interesting because like we're at a time. Like, do you remember when streaming was seen as like the thing that was like the countercultural equivalent to cable, where it was like you could just have like one or two, and like you'd be straight, you know? And now there's like 17 different streaming services and you're paying like I pay for Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus and a bunch of others. And it basically comes out to what a cable bill would have been 15 years ago. And yeah. now it's just and, and, and yeah, like I've been saying for years that streaming is the new cable, but now it like streaming is the new cable. Like everybody's moved there. That's like the, that's like the de facto standard for at least for like, uh, you know, like, you know, like TV and movies now. So it's just like, yeah, I no, remember, pir- no piracy is all about it. I, I remember when Netflix was doing the GameFly model. You remember GameFly? Of course, I remember GameFly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like they would mail you the discs and stuff. Like, and then Netflix they still was do. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix, Netflix still mails DVDs. Like oh, that's so you crazy. can, and 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 I think GameFly might still exist. I have I to look into it because 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 
and Gamefly really changed it up with that. And then I feel like Netflix kind of took it and it was cool for like a few years. It, like, yeah, like yeah. there was a couple years where it was like, oh wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening here that can be equally legitimate to like, you know, other places that people are seeing TV or movies. And now it's you know, it's like it's like you said, it's just kind of the standard. Yeah. It yeah, you know, like Netflix is the system now. And yeah, now exactly. it's just, like, yeah, it's just and yeah, like now they're starting to like crack down on password sharing and like and and now they're like also like kind of doing like the same shitty business tactics that like a lot of like major cable networks would do like with regards to you know like who they're platforming and yeah, you know, crackdowns on any internal dissent, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it's 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 just it's just crazy to see the um you know, just like the die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain thing is just like, like that, like that really might be like top three movie quotes ever because it's just so it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just like, it's evergreen for everything, you know, like it's just, it, it hurts. It hurts how evergreen and relevant that quote is like almost day by day at this point. Literally, literally Kanye. But, um, literally Kanye. <laughs> like, he was so cool. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, and I mean, man. like, we, I, I know that, like, he's sort of, this isn't, like, the first of, like, all of this, this shit from him. Yeah. But, I don't know, there was a time where he was so cool. Yeah, he, he was, he was, he was the coolest person on planet Earth. Like, I'll never forget it, you know, like, he, he raised so many of us. So it's weird having to, um, it's weird having to kind of, like, put him to the side like this. Because, like, yeah, it, it was... He he was he he was a big influence on me, but we're all at the point now where we're our own people, and we can kind of take what we learned from his music, and love and appreciate that, but also just be like, yeah, nah, you're you're tripping, get out of here, like it's time yeah. for you to go get some help, bro. Like he's 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 been needed help for like at least the last think, five six years, but I think that's the only meaningful like separation of the art and artist that you can really do. It's just like yeah, you made you made your art was good you know like your art was objectively really impactful but also yeah. like you know like you gotta figure this out like you can't be doing this yeah no like <laughs> like, like separate like just because your art was great doesn't mean that like everything you do will be you know right like, especially yeah. if, if you're just you know just become a nazi basically <laughs> yeah and 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 I don't want to dwell too much on this, but the thing that really gets me about the whole situation is that if he was still putting out good music, if his shit was still fire, people would not care. I promise this shit wouldn't be happening. Like if Donda yeah, 2 true. was if Donda 2 was good, none of this would have happened. Like everything that's happening to him right now, I don't think it would have happened. Like, it's just yeah. so sad to, to consider that reality because there are that many people who go up for him or who were going up for him. And even them, even they're like, eh, maybe it's time to stop. You know, like when the when the diehards are like, eh, I don't know if I can follow you there, bro. Like, it's 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 I guess it's time he is to a little bit more mask off with it now than it used to be, though. And it's like I think a lot of people like don't really know how to recognize 
things as like maybe signs of deeper ideological leanings you know it's like people are like oh like he's just hanging out with trump because they're both rich you know or like things like that it's like oh no they might agree on some things (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like oh yeah maybe maybe you know like you know like maybe 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 they're both hanging around tucker carlson and uh maybe they're both hanging around tucker carlson for a reason (laughs) you know yeah no seriously seriously um but for you, considering you talking about everything going on with the music and film in your life, this has been really great, by the way. Like, oh, I yeah, love this the direction so much this fun. Yeah, already. We should, we should keep like, we should keep just like talking on, 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 on like FaceTime shit. This is fun. Oh, yeah, we could do this totally. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but like for you growing up and kind of like having this convergence of music and film, um, was there ever a period of time in your, and, and I mean, like, you also, st- like, you have a bachelor's in, is it film studies or cinema studies specifically because mine's in cinema studies so that's like my uh, frame of reference but i think i think uc davis calls it um cinema and digital media okay but so it's like it's like slightly misleading at least like in terms of like what i was mainly studying because like i didn't get to do much of the tech like the actual production it was a lot of theory mostly and mm-hmm. i think because of that like i haven't necessarily been able to you know do much like film wise like whether that's like in terms of a career or like even even like making me making visuals for my own music it's like it's kind of a lot <laughs> yeah it's like it something is like lot. I want to be there because you know people always tell me like this is this feels really like visual you know but um you know like all that all that uh I think brain power is put into the music and also it's like that's the medium that I know how to speak in you know so right it can be a little it can be a little bit like stressful like to then try to be navigating a medium that I don't feel that in. but then you know you have to get out of your comfort zone I guess yeah but for you was there ever a period of time where those two where you like consciously recognized that those two zones kind of complement each other like music and film as two oh, things absolutely. yeah tell me about that um i feel like i don't, I don't think I, I don't think that earl sweatshirt video was like my first time feeling that like i'm kind of struggling to remember like when i first like where i first got that feeling from something but i don't know like i, I think i think that film and also also, I was during the first leg of the pandemic. I was listening to um, you're familiar with the caretaker, right? Yeah, I remember the caretaker. Yeah, everywhere at the end of time, like like there's not there's not a as far as I know there aren't really any visual components to that besides the album covers and the video essays that people have made on it. But it's like it's like an it's a very similar thing of like you know taking motifs and like making them do things you won't expect Mm -hmm. you know like whether that's like using sound as like you know like some sort of maybe like narrative or expressive tool in the way that they do in that girl sweatshirt video you know or whether that's like using sound as a symbol or an expression of like a memory and like how that right. kind of falls apart and entangles over time you know like just this idea of like sound is like something more than itself right yeah because like 
you know, like people like people talk about like smell as the sense that's most that's that that's like the closest the closest link to memory but like sound is there too you know and i think uh you know like especially like when you consider like just just, just like the idea of sampling you mm-hmm. know and i oh, think absolutely. uh you know it's 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 uh it's I'm, I'm always really interested in stuff that like explores that like you know your shit really explores that um i've been listening to a lot of boards of canada lately i'm not sure oh i love yeah. boards of canada that's yeah. one of my favorites that's one of my favorite artists ever. Yeah. Or that band. Yeah. I don't know what to call them. They're, they're yeah, like a group or or something. I, I don't even know. But like music, music has a right to children is one of my favorite albums ever made. That shit is just oh it's like so, it's so beautiful. It, it, it makes me feel so nice, you know. Like it it it, it, it feels like if it like it feels like it feels like walking through like a field of flowers but mm-hmm. like you can't see anything or, or like not that you can't see anything but like everything's like really blurry but mm-hmm. like still gorgeous it's like it, it's like it's, hazy it's but with like a it's, it's hazy like in the same way that vhs is you know right. like like yeah. it's like like hazy with a really nice warmth and texture to it have you heard have you heard geo Gotti, the one with like a a red cover like with like yeah a, yeah 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 it's it's that's like my favorite album from them like ever i'm just one of my favorite albums period honestly the cover the cover reminds me you, you ever see this horror movie called the descent before mm-hmm. so I, I won't tell you what it's about for now but long story short the the original poster for it like it takes place underground mm-hmm. it's it, or, or, or i guess i gotta explain it a little bit so um <laughs> it, so 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 it's about this group of women who are like spelunkers and they go into this uh they go into this cave to go search for some i forget what they're looking for they encounter some like some mole people basically that are like these like vampire but anyway that that's all you really need to know about the movie but like the poster <laughs> itself is them like sitting at like the edge of something in the cave and they're like all sitting on on and next to each other in a way that makes them look like they form a giant skull with their bodies like on some, oh, like, sort of like that Salvador, like that salvador dali thing yeah kind of and the cover for that boards of canada album reminds me of that poster a lot i'll send that to you later too just so you have like a oh, frame of reference for it but yeah you, yeah yeah you've seen you've seen howl's moving castle right of course i have yeah it's one of my yeah, favorites oh, of course like studio ghibli that's a big influence on me too i think but yeah. um they, there's that sequence like i think like after he swallows the star like like all the all like this like the figures are sort of like dancing around him it's like it's it, like it kind of looks a lot like that too yeah way. like that's what i see when i look at it i used to think it was a wheel so <laughs> the first time i looked at it <laughs> Damn. But, um, yeah. the way that the way that they sample on there like really just just changed the way i look at this stuff yeah it's it's yeah like i don't really know i don't know how else to describe like i like i played it for one of my best like i played I played music has a right to children for one of my best friends. Uh, for, he had never heard of them before. And I like had a hard time explaining what they were about. I figured it out eventually, but like, I just played it and he was like, I get it. This shit is tight. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's just one of those where it's like, no explanation could really do boards of Canada justice. I don't think, you know, you just, it's just like, you just got to go listen. So anybody listening, go, go, go listen to boards of Canada. Cause they're tight. Boards of Canada is so fire. My, my favorite song from them would be Kid for Today or 1969, if you want to check those out. Damn, both great songs. <laughs> right? <laughs> Damn. 
man, if I didn't have a review to finish writing after this, I'd just go listen to Boards of Canada. But, um, (laughs) but, but, but as you got older, um, and you really started to come into your own or or not even just come into your own, but like, when did, when did you first know that music and rap specifically was going to become more than just like a hobby? When was it like, oh, this is like, I'm doing this. Like I'm here for, I'm here forever. Maybe not forever, but like, I'm here, you know? Um, I would say pretty early on, honestly, like, I didn't, I didn't really ever, you know, foresee, like, going someplace with it, really, um, like, like, even the fact that, like, you know, we're, we're here having this interview is really crazy, um, like, I, I, I definitely still feel that, like, that, but, um, I guess, uh, pretty, pretty early on, because, like, there weren't really a lot of things that made me feel joy, when I was younger, you know, at least like, at least like maybe when I was a little kid, you know, but like I was before I was exposed to a lot of this stuff. And by the time I was a teenager, there was like too much stuff going on to really feel like any joy about anything. And, you know, I was at a place in my life where I couldn't really, or I really didn't want to express any emotion whatsoever. It just didn't work for me anymore. Right. But, you know, like, I've noticed with like music and especially like when I heard a lot of rap music, like a lot of, you know, Mac Miller's stuff, rest in peace, a lot of MF Doom, a lot of um, Blue and Exile for sure. Earl Sweatshirt, yeah. like like that album spe- specifically, uh, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Yeah. Like that album in particular, especially like, like just the way that, because I don't want to call it the live leak era because like that's kind of embarrassing but you know like teenagers on the internet you know they find yeah. their way into that corner of things and like that was a period in my life like where like I had been exposed to a lot of that and I was like just really really intrigued by the way that like the instrumentals sort of felt like that you know yeah. like like the instrumental for grief kind of feels like how like how heavy the air is you know what I mean yeah and so like I don't know like I think like that sort of I mean like I certainly you know it's been a long long time since like I've seen anything like that but like I I I, I don't know I, I I think at that point it was like this is this is very this is very meaningful very expressive and like it feels like he's speaking to me a lot of times yeah, that album that album is so special. Like it really is. Yeah, it's I, like I was, there's not a single song that I skip on that one. For real, I think uh, it came out in what 2015. I was a year out of college when that song uh, or when that album came out, and I was already an Odd Future fan. But like that was like I was like, oh, this kid is special. Like this is like this. It, it was so different, and I remember people being so turned off by it. Like, oh, this is too dark. It's too muddy. Da 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 da. da. And I was like, I love this. Like, it's, it's like that's like kind of what we need, you know? It's yeah. like, that's like the music of that era, you know? Like, especially like yeah. you look back on it now, and it's just like, you know, this is like the pinnacle of that post odd future darkness. Right. You know, like they had they had the crystal ball. Like people people like him. And there were a lot of other people on that type of time too, but like, I think they had the crystal ball in that sense. And it was really, it's just really cool to kind of see how influential that stuff's turned out to be, 
you know oh, absolutely like, yeah and uh you know your um um your first project or at least the first project i was able to find um anadonic mirages is that how i pronounce it mm-hmm. okay so um you know, I, I like I was I'm, I was listening to it earlier today and just you know refamiliarizing myself and I'm really fascinated by the way you compared the creation of it to your own transition like on Bandcamp the little like album description you have of oh, it yeah. was like really like that that I I, I was like wow I've, I've I've literally never heard anyone I've I like like I've never heard anyone compare you know like destroying and recreating yourself as a person to destroying and recreating stuff as like sampled music and like that really touched me <laughs> you know oh, it's like it, thank you yeah and and you know like just like I guess just because I'm curious like since this was around the time you really started to make music and and, and like correct me if I'm wrong but did you start making music around the time you were transitioning is is is, is that right no way before uh, okay okay I started um, making music when I was like 14 or 15 but I I started transitioning when I was like 20. Got you. Okay. 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 So but, like, um, I, I think like anything that you can find now, like that's up, like is, is post-transition though. And like, I, I, I do, you know, keep it that way on purpose, of right. course, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I brought that up just because I wanted to, Um, I mean, like feel, feel free to feel free to tell me if this is too much, but um, were there any other ways that your transition affected the way that you made music, like outside of what you mentioned in that, um, outside of what you mentioned in that description before? Um, well, I mean, I think, I think that idea, you know, like, like destroying and creating new things, like, you know, like that's, that's still like very much how I have viewed the process and like, that's very much still kind of how I feel about sampling and sampling music you know but um it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult to say I guess like besides the you know the actual feelings like the actual you know emotion that's being put into it it's it's a lot of stuff that like I can't exactly express with words and that's why I don't right because I don't really know how to because like, that's like what the music's from, for. Yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, hopefully I can give a glimpse of, like, how otherworldly this can be, like, but also, like, you know, it's, it's it can be real isolating, real hazy experience alongside all that. It's, it's a whole spectrum of things, you know, but I mean... You know, it, I, I wouldn't want to, obviously, I wouldn't want to pigeonhole, like, everything I make as being about that, you know. But it's like it like I would also be remiss to to say that like it doesn't color every single thing that I make. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's why I was a little nervous or hesitant to ask that question because I, I only didn't really want get weird about being asked about it if it's like not in relation to the music. Like sometimes like like I have um like I won't say their name obviously, but like a, a friend from around here like was inviting me to a radio show of theirs and they were like yeah did we, like I, I just want to ask you about your transition and stuff like they didn't really say like how it related to the music but just like you know just 
a typical like spectacle of having transition and I'm just like there's that doesn't really make me special there's a bajillion girls who are doing this and also that's yeah. not really something I like talking about with people right yeah of course you know but it's, when it's it comes a... to the music I do love talking about it so like yeah you know I appreciate I appreciate um I, I appreciate the respect with which you've navigated it no, 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 that shit is important to me, you know, like not just not not just as a queer person myself, but just like the general like self-respect of like not even self, but, but just like, you know, like you're my guest and I want you to be comfortable. But that mm-hmm. was something that really struck me. Like I read that and I was listening to everything you sent me over the course of the last few months. And it really just like changed my perspective on it in a way that I hadn't thought about before. And I was like, that seems like an interesting thing, but it also might be a bit much. I don't know. I just wanted well, to- Well, I mean, I did, I did write it there, you know? So yeah. it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like certainly something that like in, a, in an artistic sense, it's like, I'm more than happy to talk about it. Cause it's like, I don't have to, say too much about like what was actually going on during those years right yeah totally (laughs) um I mean and even like the album that I'm working on right now like I feel like I wouldn't call it a sequel or even a direct continuation because like that's sort of what Elysian Morning does but this is I think like the most like thematically similar to that or it's almost like it's almost like the other side of it you know like whereas like that's like you know the initial process of destroying and recreating this new thing uh this new one is sort of coming to grips with the fact that like that thing can't ever fully die can't ever fully be destroyed you know no matter how hard I try no matter how hard I want to and that's the and that's what makes the title of your new joint so interesting I thought I lost you like yeah it's like you know like (laughs) it's it, it it it's I, I like that because it's like it came to me in the same way anadonic mirages did i didn't think of it at all it just came to me you know like which is important i think for for track names and album names but um it's like something i think like i find myself saying often or thinking often in a lot of different ways like there's like that sense of it of course that's like a big one but then there's of course like you know Usually I think I've lost someone, that sort of yeah. deal, you know, just like kind of, mm-hmm. at least like navigating the world with the sense of having like lost something. Yeah, but, but also, like but also just, yeah, yeah. And then just like kind of having that in you or like finding that in you. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, it's interesting because like, I don't usually figure out like, I guess like the concept of an album like until like it's all done you know it's like mm. more so just like going a lot of it sort of comes out of me in a mostly subconscious way and then like going back and like interpreting it you know yeah so it's like even that like like what I just said like I don't know if that's a complete interpretation because it's you know still in the works and I haven't right. fully like sat with it as like a complete thing yet but it's it's almost done I'm 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 so excited. It's it sounds very different from the things I originally sent you. It's like Damn. a complete 180. That's fire. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I love a, I love a, I love a good surprise. And one of I the mean, things that's I love what, that's what Danny did with Coranta. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I don't know if you were in that Instagram live when he was like playing it. He, he was just like streaming the whole album a few days ago on his Instagram live and like <laughs> no, i missed it oh no it was it was so fire but like 
like I've I've heard like a version of it before because like he had played early versions of those songs on his Twitch streams before. Yeah. And I don't know, like just just that evolution is just in between those versions is so crazy to me. Damn. And and you know, I think I think like working under his wing for this, even even though it's like, you know, mostly hands off, you know, like I'm here in California, he's in Texas, you know, like but like just observing the way that he's worked and you know like he's he's always been like one of my biggest influences as an artist and a human being you know like yeah but just like a like the the amount of like attention to detail and like aftercare for an album uh like I, I think that's something that really resonated with me and something I'm really trying to keep in mind with this one because like like anadonic mirages like I started making that like maybe a month or two before I actually put it out and it's the same thing with mm-hmm. the album that came after it and even even the one that I put on Deadverse was like kind of just a lot of old beats that I sort of put together for Bandcamp Friday once and then Mr. Brooks right. was like hey this is actually fire you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah um shout out to him by the way that's dialect Truly. Mr. Brooks um but like this one, like, I've been working on for about a year. And, um, you know, like, one of the things I love about your music, we've been talking a lot about haze, and your music is, your music is very hazy in like a, in like a, in, in like a, in like a dark and ominous, but also like really comfortable sort of way. Like in the, the, the thing I love about your music is that it invites me to want to go in and like pick out the pieces of like, what did it take to put all of this together? Like my favorite instrumental music, like that's what it does for me. Like, like, like I want to, de- I want to deconstruct it like a puzzle. And just because I was curious about that, like walk me through the process. Some... <laughs> 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 I, I honestly um, might be easier than explaining it. Cause I don't know what I do half the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, damn uh yeah 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 because I was just gonna ask like what it was like like make like what the process of making a song is like for you was there any particular song that you were like curious about or just like in general because like it can um, kind of change uh um um I get I guess I guess since we're talking about I guess since we're talking about specific songs let's 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 the one that one that really got me from anadonic mirages is uh you are a prison oh yeah that one's a, that one's a that one's one of my favorites too. What what was it what what was it like putting you are a prison together? Just as like a yeah, as an example. Uh, well, so like that one was like like I'd actually released a version of that song like before the pandemic, like a year before the pandemic, called Mamuni's Dirge. Like because like my grandpa had like just passed away at the time. Mamuni was uh, what he called me and my mom, you know. And um, so, like, like the like the whole like the whole baseline and stuff that's happening, and like the weird sort of I don't know what you would call it, like string thing that's happening throughout, like the whole first leg of that um, was kind of just taken from that song, like just repurposing it. Like that whole album is just made from those old songs that were on my hard drive. Right. You know? um, Sampling yourself is a flex, by the way. Be proud of it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) I think sampling yourself is like one of the coolest things you can do because it's like the music doesn't die. You can give it new life, keep it interesting that way. 
and right you could be like the caretaker and make that like your entire thing and it would be cool as heck you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally for myself <laughs> wait what why you gotta censor yourself this is the oh, I said, you... oh i said heck <laughs> oh okay yeah 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 no i was just i was just letting you know you don't have to like censor yourself oh, oh you can, no you no can, I'm, you can... I'm, I'm completely joking i i, I know i'm cursed <laughs> Fel, i'm sorry i, I don't you're know good, about, you're I, good you're good you're good uh, but... <laughs> i guess the process anyway. on one of these newer songs would be a lot different though because like i'm kind of trying not to do old stuff because it's like in a way, like, those are beats that, like, my past self made, you know, on Anadonic Mirages, like, at least, like, the raw components, whereas this, um, a lot of it, like, I've made within the past year, like, even, like, like, I actually fully switched out the first song, like, from the version that I had sent you, like, it used to be mm-hmm. called Help Me, now it's, now it's this one's called Collapse and Withdraw, it's, it's, it's real fun, um, and, um, that one I just like I literally just made that one I think like like four or five weeks ago right so like it's it's like very fast evolving but um the process is a little bit different for those like I've been doing a lot more stuff with like MIDI and like a lot more like actual like you know programming of drums or like kind of more I think a little bit more thought put into the chops you know yeah um but it's still like i would still say it's like primarily sample based um and you know there's some youtube to mp3 stuff like like that's used to be what i usually sampled yeah. from was like just youtube and stuff yeah bread and butter, now, um now that like i've you know got more like tapes and like records and stuff um there's some pretty important samples on the album that are just constructed stuff i've found and like that's the stuff that like really has ghosts on it you know because it's like yeah. it has like the loneliest ghosts it's ghosts that like probably no one but me is even thinking about or much less you know giving a voice to right. like i found like i found like cassettes with like funerals on them with like wedding ceremonies like vows and stuff um just rotting in, in, in the shelves of thrift stores and warehouses, you know? And so it's like, it's, it's, it's sort of interesting to put those ghosts here. And a lot of them are here. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like even just from the stuff I've already heard, it's like it, you know, like you can feel, you can feel that energy moving around. And that's like, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about sampling in and of itself, you know, like whether it's, whether it's shit that you're like warping beyond recognition or just like, even just like a basic playback, you know, like there's just mm-hmm. like, it, it's sa- sampling is such a sacred thing just in the sense of like you're repurposing you're like you're literally repurposing something old and just like giving it not even so much new life but like a new context and that's and that's like that's important you know like and it's just like that's that is creation you know like that doesn't have to be something that's like dirty or lazy or like you're stealing from people like that's that's that i, I that's never how i've looked at it it's clearly not how you look at it and I think, uh, you know, there's just People like a lot look of... at it like that, I think, are just a little bit too capitalistically minded in nature. I don't know. Yeah, I think so, too. 
<laughs> I think so yeah, too. It's just like you're 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 really up on that private ownership thing, aren't mm-hmm. you? Right. But I mean, it's 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 real fun to sample from real records, you know. Like that first that first song is taken not from this specific record, but from one of these uh, gramophone right. types. That's hard. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. It's oh. actually. Um, I don't know if you can actually see it. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. I don't know if it's like mirrored on your side or if it's just like that for me, but um, I can't tell. She's supposed I, to be looking to the right of the paper. Um, I guess yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I can see that it's looking to the right of the paper. Hey, cool. Nah, I um. What is that? That's a woman. But right, it's like right. a... <laughs> <laughs> is that like a cover for something or is it or, or is that like a is that this just is like the a album picture cover. you have? Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My bad. I forgot we were on the we we're on the podcast and people can't oh, you're see good. what I just pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah, yeah, I was just looking at it and I was like, is that a cover or is that like just like a random picture that you like? I, I mean it's cool either way. I just wasn't sure. That's tight. Thank you. Yeah, no, this is a this is the album cover as of yet. Um which you know, I'll probably post something about this on my socials um sometime in January, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'm not I'm 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 not saying much about it like concrete, like on socials or anything until I've submitted everything to Danny. Right. Of you course. Know, it's gotta be gotta can't jinx it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um last last question i have about the new album specifically you know like from what i've heard it's like it's like you're it's like the grandest thing you've done in terms of like scope you know like the sounds are bolder you got hella features on it um and you're just like wandering to all these darker and fascinating and more fascinating places than you have before would it be safe would it be safe for you having worked on this for like a year and having this having been like the longest you've worked on a project like this would it be safe to consider this like a culmination of everything you've done so far or is that too cliche uh i would say it's like i mean well shit now that you described it as cliche i don't know no no (laughs) no no, no, no. i'm I'm asking you if you think it's too cliche (laughs) you know like i don't i don't think it's cliche but i mean like i would i would say so i mean like maybe it's like a little bit more than that even because it's like it's just like something different fundamentally you know than what i've been trying to do before like everything i've done before like is repurposing the past in some way or like and I mean, in, in some degree, that's happening here, too, you know, like with the sampling, right. obviously. But it's also like, also like, I think more of a reflection of like how I artistically think now. You know, right. and like sort of like the worlds that I really wanted you to see, which I felt like I didn't really invite you to clearly enough on the first albums. Mm-hmm. that's also why like i've been spending so much time just going back and like re-engineering all the mixes on everything you know is um making it really sound as full and as um i don't want to say polished it's definitely not polished it's definitely still got that grit to it but like definitely a lot of like clarity and presence mm-hmm. and, and do you do you uh do you mix and master all your stuff yourself 
Uh, I do all my mixing usually. Um, Dialect uh, mixed one of the tracks on Mars to Mari type beat and mastered that whole thing. I truthfully don't really know what's, what, how, how I'm going to go about mastering with this one. Um, but in the past, I would do that part of it myself, too. That's hard. But, um, yeah. yeah, I do all my mixing myself, generally. Because it's like, I don't know, like the way that I mix is probably not like recommended. <laughs> a lot of times, <laughs> like it's like not like the best way to mix. It can be a little destructive sometimes. And it's like, you know, like maybe like a professional engineer wouldn't think to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, that's how, you know, that's how you get to, that's how you get to the sound that makes you you. So, fuck it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I, I like the sound now. <laughs> I can, I can play you some if you want. Um, oh, man. Like, I can play you like a, like a short little snippet if you want. Sure. Yeah. As, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I've never, I've never played music on here before. So, if oh, you, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you'd be the first if you want. Oh like, dang! Yeah, I'd, I'd be honored if that's all right. You know, don't want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, yeah. This is track two of the album. Yeah, let's go. L okay, let me know if you can hear this this time. Yeah.
Yeah, that was that was that was probably like just under half. Um, that was like just under half of the uh half of a premonition. And oh wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we hit the three minute mark, and that's uh, it sounds gorgeous. You know, like Thank I, you I, so I yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't really know what else to say about it other than just like what 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 was it? Yeah, yeah, I guess since we're here, what was it like kind of like what was it like putting that song together specifically? Um, it kind of happened in a lot of stages too. Um like if you heard the first version of this, which like you you heard like a pretty early version, but even like the version like the earliest ones before that, you know, are completely different. Like it was I think I would say like it was originally like a lot maybe jazzier, maybe dancier, you know, but like a sort of mm-hmm. darkness took it over, as tends to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um at a certain point, because look, because like I've been in contact with you, Bo. She's a she's actually a very good friend of mine. Um and you know, like she's helped me actually like, with a lot of the other samples and stuff that's in the album too. Like a lot of her both her voice and like instrumental work kind of shows up throughout the album which is really cool because I used to listen to her music a lot when I was like beginning my transition but like I, I think at a certain point um like she had offered to um do vocals for a song like if like I had you know had any particular song in mind mm-hmm. and you know I suggested this one uh and so then it's just been kind of constructing layers and layers after that. Like, like there was like the, she had originally just sent like the main vocal track. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's like some more synth layers, some more vocal tracks sent over. Um, and at this stage, you know, like running it through the four track and like kind of sort of like processing the stems with that, that sort of. And now, now it's sort of now, now, now it sounds the way that it does now, you know, which is very different. That was right. kind of long-winded, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got up. Uh, I only no, like it's a, uh, it's yeah, it sounds it sounds really gorgeous, really spacious, and um, her vocals kind of blending with everything in a really nice way. Just like it's it sounds like really, it Thank just. You. Yeah, no, it just it's it's it, it sounds like it sounds like air filling a hallway. If that makes sense, it's it's, it's strange yeah. to describe that, but yeah, I like it. I I want things to have that sort of kinetic sensation with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like of and, of like the space itself moving, you know, not just not just the sounds. Right, and you know, like we've talked a lot about rap today. And a lot of other different types of music too, but like your you, you know you know you know like your music is your music is you pull inspiration from a lot of different places, but I feel like it'd be safe to say that you kind of identify the shit that you make as rap music. Is 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 that is that right, or or, or would you consider it something else? Well, I don't know if it's I guess considering I don't personally rap at this juncture. Um, it's it's hard to say like the extent to which I could call it that specifically. Although this is definitely a hip hop album, and I definitely consider mm-hmm. myself a hip hop musician. Right. Yeah. Like, but I guess like more as like a beat maker. Um, right. But um, 
Sorry, what was the original question? <laughs> yeah, so no, 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 you're good. So the question, so so the question was just like, is genre a thing that matters to you? Like, 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 do you, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you were just talking about how like this is, you know, like this is a hip hop album, and you consider yourself to be a hip hop artist to some extent. But like, does but like, is genre something that matters to you? Like, do you feel do you feel Not like necessary? Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. Not a ton, because, like, it's, like, I think it's a little difficult to classify some of this, you know, it's, like, it's a hip-hop album, but, like, not every track has a verse on it, and shit, not even, not every track has drums on it, you know? Right. Not, like, you know, not not to get into, like, the philosophy of what makes something hip-hop, you know, but, like... Yeah. Um. But, like, also, like, I, I, I do kind of... I do kind of resent being described as an ambient artist, I will say, just because it's like, like, yeah, it has ambient qualities, but there's more going on than that. Yeah. You know, like, there's still, like, structure that, like, I do put a lot of care into. Not that ambient yeah. artists don't, obviously, like, I have, you know, but, like, it's just being constructed a little bit differently, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't this isn't something that I would, uh, you know, like ambient music has structure, but this is definitely like there's there's a little more there's a different kind of intention behind it. Like not even because like they both have intention behind them, but this is like it feels more methodical what you're doing, you know, like especially now that we know like the pieces that are going into it type shit like this is like. It's just different. And it's it, and it can be hard to put that into words sometimes, but you know exactly, like, and that's like why why genre doesn't beyond like you know calling myself a hauntologist because like that's just sort of where I stand with the sound philosophically, right? Um, like I I don't think a lot of genre descriptors are very useful, mm-hmm. at least not for me. Um, like there definitely are for a lot of people, but I don't know. Yeah, I just make what I make. <laughs> I just make right. stuff that like I that like I want to hear, I guess. And yeah, now hauntology is a whole other that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's a conversation <laughs> we definitely need to have. Yeah, no, we could definitely have that. But for anybody listening who's not familiar with the idea of hauntology, like real quick, it's just like hauntology is just like you know, we've been talking a lot about ghosts. And you know, like hauntology is sort of like a it's just kind of like examining how certain things like I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, but like essentially it's a really hard is, thing to explain. Trust me. Yeah. Just I, like, like, like in the, like in the, in the barest possible layman's terms, it's kind of like ghost in the machine type shit. Just yeah, like, the, it's like, like yeah, the way that things operate like ghosts, you know, like the way, like, it's a philosophy of ghosts, but not actual mm-hmm. ghosts, but more just like right. the way that human presence lives on or like the way that, you know, certain entities or like certain forces, whether those are social or economic or environmental, you know, like start to yeah. make an appearance before they actually do anything. And like just the way that things without an actual form can have an influence on material reality. Right, exactly. Yeah, you described it way better than I could have coined oh, by thanks. a guy named Mark Fisher. And, you know, it's 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 something that a lot of people are in, in my general 
surroundings have kind of been into lately and i've 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 read a bit of his work and started to dive into it as much as i can it's it's really interesting and definitely worth looking into uh especially since i can't really help y'all with that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not it's, it's I'm not like also it's also a whole realm of music too, you know, for anyone who's listening, like the caretaker's entire discography falls firmly within the realm of ontology, but so does burial, you know? Yeah. Like there's literally that, that, uh, Mark Fisher and burial interview, you know? Um, yeah. and then I guess like, that's like the stance by which I call myself a hauntologist too, is just like sort of maybe working with the same ideas of memories well not the same ideas but like just still like working with ideas of memories and things beyond the actual sounds mm -hmm. you know yeah totally and like you know like i guess uh i um i guess uh since we're talking about hauntology we can move on to the archival work because i know because i know you mentioned that earlier and that's <laughs> something that's really important to you so like talk to me about what it means to be an archivalist and just like I'm really fascinated especially considering your fascination with um with like physical media like with like your synthesizers that that I can see but everybody else can't um just like the whole you know like the idea of like what does it mean to be an archivist in the digital age you know like and and like you're someone who I think does a really good job of kind of utilizing both the physical and the digital to kind of bring all this together so like what does archiving mean to you and what does it mean to you to be an archivist in the modern era like in 2022 because that's a really fascinating thing to me um so i'm like definitely by no means like a professional with it you know like it certainly all just kind of comes as like interest to me like just because i don't know especially in the age of streaming a lot of media doesn't have a physical place anymore yeah. you know so like even stuff that's forgotten you know like it's like that myspace link is probably still up you know <laughs> or like it's like it might be somewhere on archive.org but it's like if it exists in one place it can theoretically exist in an infinite amount of places whereas, especially on the internet yeah it's, exactly Whereas with like, you know, these like gramophone records and stuff, which like, you know, a lot of people like, like, like I see the way that these are stored, you know, they're stored like much differently than most of the records and thrift stores are. They're not really laid out for you to peruse through. They're just sort of like stuffed in a corner a lot of times because like most people can't actually play them, you know, like it's a different, different speed, different kind of needle. Uh, just like a few different variables that make it hard to play those kinds of things on a modern machine. Um, so yeah. I guess like for me, like archival work would involve taking those things which are confined to really one place in time and space, at least like, you know, in, in that particular version of it that I'm seeing. Um, and, you know, like putting it somewhere that like more people can see it. You know, like I have a second band camp that I've been working on, which, you know, I haven't really publicized anything with it yet because I want to wait until I have more stuff uploaded. But um, sort of like a library where I'm just like uploading the stuff that's archived, you know, because it's you can't really hear a lot of it. Not, it's not on streaming. Some of it's not right. even on the Wayback Machine, you know, like. 
some of it could really be gone forever but then there's like the aspect of like some things which like it's like maybe this should be gone forever or like maybe this is in my <laughs> history to archive you know like uh you you can imagine a lot of wild stuff was being pressed in the 20s and 30s yeah. you know it's like like like, in the, like like that's like a deck like that's a period of time i like sampling from like at least like the classical music you know because a lot of it is really mournful you know right very like that that ghost is very evident in it but then there's like also like you 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 could be a hell of a lot more racist (laughs) yeah you you can you can just like straight up say like some white man's burden type of shit like make that the title of your song right totally and it's like i see stuff like that i'm like "Mm, don't know if i want to preserve this yeah, that's the that, that's the that's the other side of the lost media conversation because yeah, like there's so much stuff that's that could be considered lost media across music and film that's really uh you know um it's like a it's like yeah, it's technically something that could be lost, but it was like something horrible at that time, you know, it reminds yeah. me not to romanticize it's like if anything it just reminds me not to romanticize when I'm sampling. I'm like, right. yeah, this this classical music is cool and stuff, but this was like you know, this is a terrible time in human history. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't, you know, if you weren't white, at least. Right. Yeah. Nah. It, it's it's just like not you know like not everything is worth, not 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 that not everything's worth saving though. I guess that is true, but like just that's what that's everything. what I mean too. It's like where it's like I think like there's like maybe someone out there who like should archive this stuff, you know. But it's like I don't know if it's really my place. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah, when it's like it's like a lot of racism that's not necessarily directed towards my people, you know, it's just like this is something that I'm gonna like treat like a bottomless pit and just try to sittle around it instead of falling in. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. No. As we all know, racism comes in many different flavors. Oh you yeah. Know? It is. Yeah, it many is different flavors. So multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> um. But before, but before we, uh, uh, before I hit you with this last question, we talked about the bruisers earlier, and we've talked about dead verse and dialect quite a bit. You know, dialect's an alum of the show. Shout out to him. I hope he's doing okay um, with his new baby. Um, oh yeah, he I and his wife. Him. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he and his wife just had a new child. Congrats. Yeah, to them. He, yeah. He told me about that. I was so happy for him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like at you know, like at this stage in your career you you know like you have um you, you know like you've met you've met and are friendly with Danny Brown and all the bruisers and you've put out music with Deadverse and you know like you're about to um you're about to open for Rap Ferreira you're about to open for Rory in January congratulations <laughs> on that Thank um you. Thank I, I, I just I just cool. I just I just saw him um I just saw him in Jersey uh, earlier this year um oh, linked with him um uh, linked with him in Pink Naval and um Sharif our our mutual homie fat boy sharif also an alum of the show shout That's out to sharif. fat boy sharif he's on this album too i love him yeah. he helps me he helps me so much with like just really like conceptualizing this whole thing and like making it happen you know yeah, sh- yeah not that's one of the homies for sure yeah no sharif's incredible but like you know you're surrounded by all these people who you know like you're gonna have a moment coming soon you know like it's 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 getting to the point where it's like 
people it, it, it might be your time soon you know like <laughs> so I, like I just scary <laughs> yeah 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 I'm sorry I didn't mean to put that kind of pressure on you no 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 I you're just, good you're good I mean like it's like no no it's like it's really cool but it's also like wow you know I didn't think this would be happening you know yeah. like like even like opening for like rap for air you know like I grew up listening to his music mm-hmm. you know like that was among the things that my brother had shown me in high school you know was so the flies don't come you know what a great project damn so amazing so amazing so it's like very surreal um i'm sorry i think i cut you off somewhere what were you saying i i I was i was i was i was just gonna ask like you know like since you're at this point um hmm trying to think of how i want to ask this you know like you are you excited for people to find you at this point in your career? Because I you mean, just said that, so, sorry to cut you, you just said that you just said that this is like kind of scary for you, but you're also making like stuff that I think people are really gonna grab onto. So like, so, so like at this point in your career, do you think you're ready? Do you think you're ready for that? Do you think you're ready for that next, whatever that next level might be? You know, like, cause you know, who knows what the future holds, but like, that's, that's kind of where it looks like it's heading. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think I am, you know, like whatever, whatever the universe throws at me, I will try and take it on. Um, and at the same time, like I am a very anti-social person. Like I am very scared of people. <laughs> so like, even like the amount of attention that I get now can be like, 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 I was just, like, playing in San Jose, like, a few, a few weeks ago, and, like, I overheard someone in the crowd, like, yeah, I heard Mars Kamari is going to be in town, so I had to come through, and I'm just, like, what the, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, me? You know, like, it's just, it's just crazy, it's just crazy to think about, um, but it's also, you know, I mean, mainly, I just like the idea of, like, working with, like, creating with the people I've looked up to, you know, like, separate from like their audiences you know like I'm not really thinking about like how massive Danny's audience is or Dialect's audience is you know like it's not about that you know just like both of their music has just gone me through a lot and just has meant so much to me throughout my life you know so it's just true it's more than anything it's just an honor to you know to be in those spaces right yeah, I feel you, you know, I, I, I feel the same way doing what I do, you know, like, I'm amazed that people even care, you know. All right, what you I, do is awesome. Thank, thank you. I, know, I appreciate that. I just, uh, you know, like, like, I had somebody come up to me at a show not too long ago, um, and he was just like, yo, like, I listen to your podcast every week, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it, yeah, I just, you know, like, like, I, I, I don't say that to make any of this about me, but I just like, oh, you're more than welcome. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just really appreciate, I just really appreciate when talented people are able to, when I just appreciate it when people get the respect they deserve. You know, like whether it's me or people that I really fuck with who like deserve the shit, like, you know, like you deserve that as weird and scary as that is like, you know, like you, you know, it's, it happened for a reason. And um, it's just Thank cool you. to see, 
you know and, yeah and, it's really and, cool and, it's my reason for waking up a lot yeah. of days it's like this just working on this album right and you know like it's coming uh people are gonna have it soon um i thought yeah I lost it's it. like I've, I've been hyping it up for like a year i've been this time about you know the album is like this mythical thing which is just kind of fun to do you know like yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> like like i like it kind of reminds like death groups does that a lot you know like when they were doing the year of the snitch release cycle like they would post those random like photos from sunset studios like working on the album with luke isabella or working on the album with shrek you know yeah. whatever the director's name was um and like i don't know it's just this is fun i like a layer of criticism but like it is also like almost done and i think will be quite worth the wait you know, or at least like for, it's been worth the wait for me you know like it's definitely at this juncture like better than anything I thought I could make and better than anything I've put out by a massive margin yeah and you know like the and like it's 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 gonna come and I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to hear the finished product and I'm excited to see what other people think of the finished product so yeah just congrats on even getting Thank that you. far you know Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, uh, I don't really know like when it would be out. Um, but I do know that I'm trying to send the, uh, all the finished tracks to Danny by the end of this year. Hell yeah. So hopefully, you know, early 2023. Yeah. Good shit. That'll be, the year, that'll be the year of the Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Damn. So, um, so to wrap this all up, um, Mars Kumari, if your life was a movie, what would it be about? Uh, I really don't know. I don't imagine I would be the main character, though. I'd probably just Why be not? like, because you know those movies, like, like you ever, um, I'm forgetting the name of, uh, let me, let me look. There was this. There's this one. There's this one like really, Kurosawa. I think it was Kurosawa. There's like there's like he has those films where it's just like you're hearing about the whole thing like through the voices of like two random people who just kind of witness the whole thing. Oh, happen. like Rashomon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rashomon. That's that's the one I was looking for. Yeah, Rashomon. Yeah. I think I would just be like one of those people who's like, yeah, this is what happened, you know. But like, doesn't have shit to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> stop stop man every, every everyone everyone's the main character of their own story you know thank you i mean i like the idea of being one of those characters too though just like one of those yeah little gossip conduits you know that's fun you know i like <laughs> i like that too i like that too. yeah because you know like even you know like even if you are the main character of your own story that's a lot of pressure being a protagonist is a lot of pressure so no, literally it's just like i'm just i'm just some girl you know I just like bunnies. <laughs> the extent Yo. of that's the extent of the depth of my moral compass. <laughs> Love it, damn. <laughs> God damn. Um, <laughs> Mars, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, th thank you for taking two hours out of your day. Of course, like, oh my, thank you for taking two, two hours out of your day to even have me. This is so cool. This is like definitely like one of my favorite you know really like one of my just like my favorite conversations about the stuff i've been doing honestly like oh. yeah because i don't know i felt listened to 
no appreciate it no that's the yeah that's the important part we're here to listen you know like i and and like that's the thing i'm glad you used the word conversation this is less an interview and more a conversation yeah i mean like it's just it's it's felt more like just like you know us as friends hanging out you know and i mean it helps that we've been friends for like several months now right totally and yeah, you know, like I, yeah, like I appreciate your friendship and just appreciate like your, your work and, too. You, know, you know, you, you, you trusting me with your work and I'm just excited for the rest of the world to hear what you got coming. So, you know, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, ah, shit. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far and shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.